Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Gentlemen, I know this is part two of a two-part series. Who wants to introduce what we talked about last time? Last time was a cr critical phenomenon happening in America now, and it's all about how we think, how we've been programmed to think the way we do from government issued, uh, for lack of better word, programs that have failed 100% of the time. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you're in for a treat. We want you to listen all the way through because we're going to expose in this podcast the next critical issue that we have to overcome. All right. And what is that? The lies that we face in America. That's kind of how we want to title it. Lies, lies, and then lies. It's a heavy burden on you who build your life around lies. It will never work. The longer that lies prevail, the worse the situation becomes. You can even get to a point that you can't identify the lies. This phenomenon is rampant in America. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. What am I talking about? Politicians. <laughs> That's my what first is it guess. said. You can tell if a politician is, is a lie if he opens his mouth. That's right. <laughs> okay. But it's goes deeper than that. What I'm wanting to expose maybe today is that we all believe at some point and in some fashion in lies, and we have to understand what they are. And it's amazing that America is so rampant with wanting to believe the lies. Eric, maybe you should state again in our last podcast, you couldn't believe what was happening with politicians. And you said something about the sky being blue. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's simple, but what we've seen in, it used to be that like I watched a video of Mr. Rogers going before Congress to talk about funding for, for children's television. Right. And it was concise. They asked him questions. He answered them truthfully. They asked him questions. He answered more questions, right? He gave them more answers, but he answered straight. And everything that I'm seeing lately is you can ask somebody, you know, on a normal day when the sun is out, is the sky blue? Yes or no? And they go into this, they never want to answer the question yes or no. And it's the same thing that we see from politicians when they have those debates. I, I almost don't watch them at all anymore because they'll ask him a question about, taxes you know we you know most americans are affected by taxes do you see taxes going lower and all of a sudden they're on gun control they, they avoid the questions altogether and don't give straight answers and, and it's so frustrating oh so true well i want to expose now what we all face and expose a few lies out there that even ourselves 
are accepting. And I want to go back to a story that uh, my mentor, Nelson Nash, um, talked to us about. And a lot of our notes today are still out of his book called The Warehouse of Wealth, written by R. Nelson Nash. So if people want to get that book, it's a great read. You should do that. But driving behind semi-trucks, I'll bet all of us have seen this sign uh, at least once in our life. On the, on the back of the truck, it says, I paid $8,423 last year in taxes. What do you think they're trying to say? You know, does that mean that they get the... the you know, right way of the road or whatever the, you call that? Do they get uh, uh, preferential treatment on the road because they pay so much in taxes? I think it's a company trying to tell the public that they pay their fair share, right? Because that's the big thing that people are concerned about. The more I thought about this sign, the more realization that came to mind, this is an outright lie. That truck did not pay any taxes, nor did the company that owns the truck pay taxes. The company's consumers, customers paid that $8,423 in taxes because they increased the freight to offset it in order for the uh, truck to haul it. Now, can we kind of see where we're going here? We assume that, oh, you know, well, they ended up having to pay a lot of taxes. No, they didn't. They didn't have to pay any of that tax because it was in, they had to increase the price mm. of hauling. We could get by in life and pay so much less as a consumer if taxes weren't part of the illustration, you know, um, our economy. The companies were performing the function of a tax collector in the form of higher freights. So why is that important to us? Why is that a lie in our lives? Let's, let's maybe analyze some, uh, some other taxes. Seth, if you can pull in here a little bit and have us talk, uh, we talk all the time about qualified money, 401ks and things like that. People are told, I think we can all remember and Seth, I think you can expound on this. When the Roth IRAs came out, government was really hurting at that time for additional funds. They were kind of on a, um, a point where they're either going to have to start printing a lot of money or they wanted to collect from people uh, due tax money now. And so they opened a window saying, if you'll pay taxes on a regular IRA, then we'll do a Roth and you'll never have to pay any more taxes again and you'll be a whole lot better off. Why is that not true? Why was that a lie? Well, it's a complete fallacy because uh, they can't predict what the tax rate will be in 20 or 30 years when uh, the retiree needs that money. Uh, and as we've discussed many times, the consensus and obvious conclusion that taxes are going to be going up, the printing of money, $31.5 trillion debt, uh, and a government that's floundering, 
um, and the devaluation of our dollar, purchasing power decreasing, there's only uh, one scenario, and that's an increase in taxes. So that's one reason. There are others. I took this, and I was really dismayed. At that time, I was a money manager. And people, you know, had heard all this stuff from government. They were calling into the office saying, oh, we want to switch to Roz, blah, 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 blah. They'll watch this video, watch this. And, and people had the gall, professionals had the gall to say, well, let's compare. In a Roth, you know, you can put money in and you'll never pay tax on the gain. Versus a regular IRA, you know, you get a deduction up front, but then you have to pay taxes on the back end. So... Roths are so much better. And so they do an illustration like, because at that time, the maximum was $2,000 a year. Okay. And so they'll put $2,000 in a Roth and they'll put $2,000 in a regular IRA. Now I'll bet you our audience right there cannot tell the lie. That is a total fallacy right there. You can't do that because your Roth you have to pay tax on the money first. So you're only going to end up with around sixteen to $1,700, where in a regular IRA, you can put the full 2000 because it's, it's deductible at the time. So there's the number one fallacy. Once that's figured out, if they earn the same rate of return, do you realize it's exactly to the penny? No matter what interest rate you use or how long you go, it's exactly to the penny. And yet government sold Roths all day long saying it was such a much fairer, better deal. Aren't we wonderful for presenting that? And they knew right off the bat it would never make a difference. But they collected billions of dollars of taxes during that time. It's all about the lie. I want to state right now, we're going to give however many examples we're going to give in this podcast today to expose these lies. It is the consumer who will pay all of the taxes. Let me re reiterate that another way. Back when George Wallace was governor of Alabama, he got up and made a speech. We're going to reduce the taxes on you little people, which was an insult, okay, to the people. And we're going to tax the corporations the tax money that we need. Again, lies upon lies upon lies. The corporations don't pay taxes. They collect taxes from the consumers in the form of higher prices that the co consumers are going to have to pay because the corporations have got to make their profit. They're going to make the same amount of money. They just pass the tax along. It is the bottom user. It's the user, the consumer, who's going to end up paying the taxes. So the corporations don't pay it. How about, let's talk about with Social Security. We know that that's a big fraud. We know the lies are there. there there's no such thing Oh, let's do, I'm going to do it a different way here. This is really important because everybody is misunderstanding this. 
Eric, wouldn't you say that most people are uh, under the assumption uh, on Social Security that the employer pays half of the uh, employee tax or the Social Security tax? Yeah, I know they, they pay, pay a portion. And you can go to the bookkeepers and they'll swear, yeah, the government or the, my, the employer, the, the company's paying half of the employee tax. That is not the case and never will be and never has been. This is a brainstorm by RFD when, you know, they were trying to sell taxes. They said, we'll tell the people that the employees are volunteering, you know, to put this tax money in and we're going to hook them. And he actually swore and say, by gosh, you know, it's not going to ruin my social security program. They're not going to tear it down. And so they sold a bill of goods to the people. The employee pays 100% of that tax because the employer withheld that income so that he could pay the other half of the employee's tax. Hmm. Do we all agree upon that? Now it's, it's enlightened. It's the employee would never you know, and it, it was never even designed to have the em, or the employer to actually pay the taxes. And today, you're not going to convince people otherwise. It's absolutely critical that we do, but that's the way it is. The employer's going to pay it all. We're locked into this line of thinking, and most have never gotten over it. Um. Furthermore, I don't <laughs> I don't think they ever will. Why are we so convinced that government is helping us out? Eric, do you have an opinion on that? And Seth, I, ne I need your opinion on that. Why why can't we get over this hurdle? Why are we always facing this when we're trying to help people? Well, it's been the thinking for ever. Right. I mean, I mean, that's since it's since its inception specifically, and that was way before I was born, before I think everybody else on this podcast was born. And so it's just been a way of life at this point. But every government program has failed and they've announced that Social Security, you know, has failed. Everything's failing. Why do we still trust the government, especially today and in, in what is coming out of Congress today? I think you've got a a brainwashing not only of uh, political agendas with politicians, but also your CPAs and your typical money managers, and they have a a mainline, mainstream uh, content that that they keep the hard line, and that's all they know, that's all they understand, and no one no one is really willing to think outside the box or think about things uh, in a granular level and think about the type of things that we're, we're bringing to the table and shining light on these issues. Um, and when you do, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks out there that have woken up and that have been red pilled and understand what we're talking about. And for mainstream CPAs and money managers, they don't want to touch it because it, to them, it means the end of their livelihood, the end of their profession. And, um, and to me, I mean, that's, that's a good thing because it's ultimately not helping 
the 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 citizen the ultimate uh the families the the breadwinners it's not helping them it's enslaving them and the mindset is in, enslaving so yeah I mean, it's, it, it's all because of how government has conditioned the people to think and it, this is a quote from nelson nash it appears to me that this is because they have an incredible ability to swallow lies Remember, this is rampant. People live on lies. They tell lies, you know, and, and lies in society today is running rampant. But it can't be sustained. And thank you for the comment on people are starting to wake up. A few of us are. So we want to, uh, to, continue, to continue that forward. One of the primary main perpetuating reasons for these lies is called government schools. Most people know this by the term public schools. But don't kid yourself. These are government schools teaching our children and have been, you know, for generations now, it seems like, uh, for years and years and years, how to think. I remember one of my, um, both of my grandchildren, my youngest two grandchildren, uh, went to um, kindergarten. And one of them was very, very upset because the first thing they do, they have the, the children, you know, bring their supplies with them. They have to go school shopping and for their pencils and erasers and crayons and paper and everything else and so each person chose theirs this is the colors that i want this is what i want here this is what i want here they immediately get to school and what do they do they have to turn all that in and co-op it and pool it oh we're going to put it all together because we're all going to use the same things so they start the socialistic ideas immediately and the natural man these children rebel against that no i'm an individual that's mine i picked that but now they start this process and if they don't conform they get put in time out they get you know they start to learn that they have to accept things and that's just absolutely Unbelievable. It's anti-American. Anti and and we mentioned that in the in the first half of this podcast, just fundamental value uh, changes. And I really I believe personally that it's a minority of the actual uh, population that subscribe to socialistic policy, but it's presented as mainline and perhaps there's a great division, they would say 50-50. It, it I don't think it's 50-50 at all. It's the folks that are getting to uh, dictate policy to others who are forcing their agendas and their programs down uh, other people's throats. And until people stand up and take control of their own lives, stand up for the freedoms that we uh, have in our Constitution and stand up for capitalism, uh, that's what it's going to take to turn the tide and that's one of our uh, 
goals, Eric, is to reach as many people as we can with the message of private banking and being able to take uh, your con control of your financial freedom and your financial destiny into your own hands and not count on the government to do that. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. So here's the thing, guys, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna interject what you're, Vance, what you're saying is crazy. Um, what, what you've brought on the last podcast and on this podcast is just, it's just, it's crazy and it's insane. And you're a conspiracy theorist because that, and, and that's exactly what half of this country would say to you. If, if you start bringing these things up, start bringing up the fact that you can take control again. And so many of the other people will just nod in agreement because they're scared of being called crazy or conspiracy theorist. And it's just a way to shut people down and not allow people to speak what the truth is. They just want to shove their own agenda. And we've seen this time and time again, but yet you're right. People buy into it. People buy the lie. They, they conform to the lie because they don't want to stand out and be called out and be labeled as something. And it's so funny that that's happening all the time, especially when so much of the country is saying, well, we can't label people. We have to respect them for who they are and what they think. But yet you start talking about this kind of stuff and, and try to change people's thinking toward a better way or a way to be less dependent. All of a sudden you're the crazy one and you need to be quiet and you're a conspiracy theorist. Nobody listen to them. You know, you're right. But the wealthy are the wealthy. Hmm. The people and the most successful are the people who are the most successful and they don't follow the rules. Yep. And only don't follow the rules, Eric, they do just the opposite. Let me get into a, just a couple more because these are eye openers. Let's talk about municipalities. You know, they're always building things, doing this, building roads, whatever else. And in this case, in the municipality sets out for bid and the contractor comes in and makes a bid. And then the municipality starts to force penalties on the contractor and say, now you have to have this done in 90 days when the contractors all know it's going to take 120 days. So what do they do? They build in a fudge factor in their, in their bid. And so the cost of actually doing that is that much higher because of the penalties that the municipality wants to charge. And that's in our own towns. And the people accept that as, okay, that's great. But who ends up paying that penalty? Taxpayer. The taxpayers do, mm. the property taxpayers, the consumers, the people who are going to use those roads end up paying those taxes the consumer always pays if you are a bookseller and you sell books across the country they have to be shipped and so you have to add a shipping charge to those books 
uh, Nelson, when he uh, used to ship his books here, he would charge 40 cents back then, back in the day when it was a lot cheaper. And uh, that was an added cost. He didn't put it into the book. If he was going to pay the shipping, then the price of the book would have been higher for the people who would pick the books up at, at stores. They, they didn't have to pay that shipping. Okay, let's talk one, another one, the um, high-paid executive. High-paid executive comes into a corporation, says, you need my services and everything, and he starts negotiating his, his fees. He knows he has to net, after taxes, $300,000 a year. So is that what he's going to negotiate for, Eric? Heck no. He's going to negotiate for more than that to pay the taxes on a car. Yeah, so he's got to ha he's got to be at five hundred thousand, right? Yeah. So who's going to pay those added taxes? Whoever's buying whatever product they're selling. Whoever their consumers are, yeah. absolutely, because the corporation's not. They need the guy. You know, the guy's going to produce. So it's all the lies that we all face and we accept. All we have to do. People don't understand the power that they have. Did you know if you call your congressman, you represent a minimum of 10, if it's just city, but if it's state matters or more, 100,000 people, just your voice. People think, oh, wow, this many are thinking that way because they have these statistics. And if all your friends, if 20 of your friends call on the exact same topic, you know, within a week or so, then their whole state is that way. Oh man, our whole state, we're wrong. We got to do something to save our votes or whatever else. It is incredible the power that people still have if they'll just stand up and voice their opinion. So that's important for us. How many times do we have to illustrate, you know, the number of lies that we face before Americans will get it. Nelson's last words, it's going to take at least a century if it can take place at all. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I want to be. If we can expose the lies and we change our thinking, the sky is the limit. We have the results unlimited at our feet we can do all the things that we want to do in life we can create our own environment and and live within that environment the way that we want otherwise folks what i've just described to you is slavery americans do not think that they're enslaved. They think that they are free, and they are not. They're 100% slaves to the banks and to government. Remember the IRS? They own everything that you own. They have the right to take it. So give me a few more thoughts, uh, Seth, uh, if I've missed anything or you know, we need to embellish anything. Not, yeah, I think that, you know, hopefully we're we're help, helping folks see that uh, critical thinking is going to serve them best. And a lot of the illusions that we submit to in our 
daily life and and with uh, uh, taxation rather I mean there's a couple other illustrations I want I wanted to bring uh, light on think about this you guys if a if a car is sold uh, a number of times that there's a sales tax on each of those transfers and the ultimate sales tax could far exceed the value of the car even at the original purchase um, I have a uh, we have a client that is a um, runs a uh, RV uh, uh, rental company and um, it talks about the buying and selling of those RVs and their high priced items and the sales taxes that are on those. And you think, you know, you don't consider that unless you're in that business or think about this one, real estate taxes in Texas. In some counties like Travis County, Central Texas, where Austin is, it's almost 3% property tax per year. And unlike other places, they have no cap on reassessment. They reassess every year. So you can have a $100,000 property that they reassess at three or 400 the next year and tax people out of their properties. And compared to other counties and other places in Texas, which may be as low as 1%, um, they've taken a very aggressive uh, approach. And now, uh, you know, so you add things like sales tax, property tax, um, the corporate um, cost of goods. We, when you go to the grocery store nowadays and you've got the cost of uh, goods increasing, you know, 50%, 100% on some things. The, and those stores, they're paying sales taxes. You're paying sales taxes on that. They're actually collecting the taxes on behalf of the government for you. You you, you start to see, well, there's a massive taxation of our uh, of our citizenship that is just accepted. And there's no pushback. There's no uh, real push for uh, reform. And we, we need to do those things. But what we can do right now, here and now, is people can take back control of their own financial uh, plan, their own financial freedom, their own ability to, to do private banking in a way that, that excludes them from many of the taxations that we've described. Yeah, I, I, I just, a story flashed in my mind when you were talking about that, Seth, because um, I was working with a young man years and years ago. Uh, that he got a wake up call. And so did I, because I didn't know this about taxes and your car example, when a car is sold, every time it's sold, there's sales tax that's involved. Um, well, he was gifted a car uh, from a, a, a close friend of mine that had a car dealership and he wanted to set him up because he didn't have family. And he said, you know, I'm going to give this young man a car. And so he gave it to him. We went and registered that car. And when we went for the bill of sale, it was, it was given to him. So there was no cost to it. And we found out very quickly that the DMV does not accept that. The state will not accept that answer. So what they did is they valued the car according to what they figured the value was. And it was about a $3,000 car. And they charged him tax on $3,000. Exactly. And he didn't, exactly. he didn't even buy the car. He was right. given the car and they still taxed him. So yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get their money one way or another if they want it. And we just got to understand the rules of the game to play it right. So guys, this is great. If people want to learn more, Seth, you're always great about giving contact info. Please give it again. You can find us at privatebankingstrategies.com. That's privatebankingstrategies.com. And for our audience, as a free gift, we offer you a red pill book 
uh, and it contains secrets the banks don't want you to know and how you can grow rich with those secrets. Um, if you like that book and this content resonates with you, we've got tons of podcasts like this one where you can educate yourself on these issues and others that are uh, germane to private banking. And if uh, you're so inclined, you after that point, you can schedule a call with Vance an exploratory call where he begins to walk you through what this might like look like for you and your family. Um, that's our process, Eric. Fantastic. Guys, great content. Thank you so much again. Thank Thanks, you so Eric. much, Eric. And our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.